Cut on my wrist, cut, cut, cut on my wrist. Cut on my bitch, cut, cut, cut on my bitch. Beethoven. Beethoven. Cut on my wrist. You, you met Beethoven, right? Wrist. Yeah. Amazing. Bad guy. Lots of fruit. He's <laughs> <laughs> one of them healthy guys. Yeah. All right. He sure is. Cut on my Philippines, we too relaxed. That's why we had to play the turn up. <laughs> In the turn up, man. All right. And what's up, y'all? This is Tressie. This is Cedric. And we are through the cake. Great. Ooh. Through, through, yeah, it's called the, a vacation, y'all. Through the crate, digging through cultural and current events through the hip hop lens. Representing straight from VSOP Studio. Big sound better. Let's get to it. And we got a special guest up in the building, y'all. In case y'all didn't hear some extra noises going on, that has not been. It's not been. That has definitely not been. This is a young man from Chicago who sings, raps, raps, and sings. Does a whole lot of things. Uh, bars. Uh, we got... Darion the Don, what up, baby? What's going on, man? A hey, shout out, big shout out to Through the Crate, man. Y'all got it going on in here. Hey, man, we we try. We we, we got to compete with everybody, so you know we got to keep everything nice and, and flashy. I'm just, I don't know, oh, yeah. just making like shit up. <laughs> nah. <laughs> All right, man. I mean, thank you so much for coming on the show. For we sure. really appreciate you. Um, since you, this is your first time on our show yep. and your first time uh, being exposed to our listeners, let's mm -hmm. go ahead and give them a little bit of backstory. Um, how did you get into music? Um, I was definitely... <laughs> I love this story. It's like one of my favorite stories. So my grandmother used to be in a choir at church. I'm, I have a very spiritual background. My father's a pastor. So... Mm -hmm. um, she we she used to go to a choir rehearsal so every Saturday, and she used to be in the choir every Sunday. So, you know, I used to get to church early with her, and she would used to have to leave me in the audience because in order to be in the choir, you had to be baptized. So um, they told me, <laughs> she told me I couldn't be in the choir with her. So one day I told her, I was like, I want to be baptized so I can be next to you in the choir, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so... Uh, she said, "You want to be baptized?" She's like, "Okay." So she's like, "I'm gonna tell the preach. I'm gonna tell the, the pastor. The pastor mm -hmm. of the church was um, um, McCullum, Pastor McCullum, and um, he t he brought me up to the front of the church. And he's like, "You want to be baptized?" And I was like, "Yeah." So, um, the following Sunday they baptized me, and I was in the choir that same Sunday. I mm. was ready, you know what I'm saying? So, I really think like it was my grandma. Like she really helped me get into the whole music thing. Like I've been in the choir since I was four years old. So, okay, yeah. got you. So and, you start, so you started okay. off singing. Yeah, yeah, I was a singer. Yeah. You started off with the the choir. That's yeah. funny because like a lot of a lot of black people get a, you, you hear that story a lot. Yeah. Like it starts from the especially church, musicians. You know? Yeah, especially musicians. Starts from sure. the church. I mean, whether mm -hmm. you're a singer, whether you even play instruments. Like mm -hmm. a lot of people are like mm -hmm. yo, I started playing drums in the church. Yeah, right? and it oh, yeah. progressed. You know, mm -hmm. like that's how. When did, so we do hear in your music that you rap as well. Mm -hmm. So it was singing first. When did you get into rapping then? 
I think I was like 10 years old. Mm-hmm. This is when I lived in Mississippi. Um, I remember I got, in, I got in a lot of trouble. I got in a lot of trouble because um, I was rewriting, like, Tupac lyrics. Um, oh. It was um, Wonder Why They Call You Bitch. Mm. So I rewrote his lyrics, yeah. and I got in a lot of trouble. Okay. Oh, and uh, my mom was like, why are you rewriting those songs? Why are you talking like that? Why are you rapping right. like that? And I never could give her an explanation. You know, I guess it was like Tupac really moved me when I was that young. So mm-hmm. um, I, I was, like, 10 years old. When I started rapping, like, seriously, I was probably, like, 16. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Nice little background on the music. Yeah. So uh, then, I mean, which which do you which do you like to do more, rapping or singing? Now, um, I love hip hop, man. I love hip hop so much. And before, it was about you know critiquing my technique with rap and making myself a better rapper. But now, I honestly, I mean, I feel like I can get better. But I feel like I've put in ten thousand hours of training with my hip-hop. So I love hip-hop, but now I love R&B more because it's, like, it's pushing me because, like, there's so many singers out here, you know what I'm saying? And people don't know about some the, all of the R&B singers that is out here. Mm-hmm. And when I hear somebody, when I hear somebody new every day, it's like a competition to me. Like, I want to be able to hit some, some do, do some type of melodies like somebody else, you know what I'm saying? Because I haven't hit those type of melodies yet. So R&B is pushing me. I love R&B. So that's where I'm at right now. That's the reason why I tell people, like, but when they ask me what I do, I'm an R&B singer. But, you know, to people, like, that mm-hmm. like, have that information on me, they know, like, no, he raps and sing, and he's a dope rapper. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I like I like R&B more. Okay. Who's your biggest influence on the R&B side? Usher. Usher? Yeah. Like, um... Um, nice and slow is my favorite song when I was little. Oh. I probably, I think I was like five or six, and like that was a song that I sang to everybody. When they asked me to sing, <laughs> yeah, I was singing that song. That was my favorite song. Oh man, me and you right here, bro. Hey, yeah. hey. <laughs> random, it. random story. So <laughs> when I first met my wife, yeah. right before we were together, mm-hmm. she was like her favorite singer was Usher. Uh-huh. You know, I was in a band, bro. I was trying to. I was, yeah. what did the kids say now, capping and shit? So, <laughs> so, so she, 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 she's like, oh, so, you know, what do you do? Like, oh, you know, I, I'm a singer too, you know? Mm-hmm. I sing like Usher. Uh-huh. <laughs> this nigga was lying his teeth off. These are like, my confessions. <laughs> <laughs> it worked, though. Oh, it man. worked. But, yeah, that was definitely how I got in with my girl was. That's so, Usher, it's so, so funny to me to hear <laughs> wow. that story. It's funny. That's, that's beautiful, though. Like, <laughs> And, and and that just goes to show you like how much music unites us together, mm-hmm. man. like yeah. all of us, and it's beautiful. I love that. That made me so happy right there. <laughs> I've never used the, a line like that. It's, it's always been my hair. Oh, the hair always <laughs> hair always brings them in. I always pull the chicks with the hair, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, speaking of pulling chicks, I'm chicken. <laughs> I was like, how was I gonna speaking transition of, that? Speaking of pulling chicks' hair, <laughs> <laughs> uh, seems like you got a couple videos on. Uh, on YouTube, BET, BET Uncut type shit. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Bro, um, and sexy only. Exactly. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, seems like you've been doing this for a while though, too. I, mm-hmm. I when I, when we were researching you, I've seen some stuff from you uh, singing, rapping, going back and forth between the two mm-hmm. um, since like 2016. Man, or, you know what? I think it might have been. I think that's the oldest one that yeah, I've seen. Yeah, that's probably that was probably the one that I broke out with. Like that was that R and B single when I had dreads. Like mm-hmm. I was singing. Yes. yes. So yeah, that was the one definitely. Um, 
Yeah, from since 2016. Like, that was when I started, like, transitioning and people was like, okay, we know this kid for R&B. Gotcha. So, yeah. That's crazy, yeah. I know, I know exactly <laughs> what video you're yeah. talking about. <laughs> and then there's another video where chicks in the hot tub and, uh, and yeah, uh, yeah. they getting... Down and dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to sign in to watch that one. Yeah. <laughs> Please authenticate your age. Exactly. I was like, Please. damn. At least he's trying to look out for the kids, I guess. Yeah, right. You know? Definitely. They, 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 they don't need they, to be saying that. YouTube did that, though. Because, oh, you know, okay. like, yeah, like I, had, I had a lot of viewers that was like, mm -hmm. we want to see the video, but we can't watch it because we either you don't have a YouTube channel mm -hmm. or something like that. And I made a lot of people make a YouTube just so they could see that video. Right. And people are horn dogs, man. That's yeah. really what it is. But, you know, but it's sex. It's sex music. I like yes. sex music. I like making sex music. Yeah. I mean, it's music. For, uh, in, I think in one of your performances that you had on YouTube, too, that you said that, you know, you like making music for the ladies. For the ladies. Is that man. one of your main inspirations for, yes. for a lot of your music? Yes. I love my queens, man. I love my queens. And I, I like the the female anatomy is beautiful to me. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I put all women on a higher pedestal, you know, so nice. like we should be up there. Yeah, we are the best, we are the superior of the species. Y'all deserve it. I mean, I mean calm down. I mean, you know, I I'm I'm very I'm very like I'm very serious when it comes to, you know, treating our women good, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? A lot of my raps, you're not gonna hear too much of disrespect from women. You know what I'm saying? A lot of my raps is, like, very conscious. And when it comes to my R&B, it's about love or sex or pain. You know what I'm saying? Things that I went through with women, you know. But other than that, like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't play into that role where the industry is just, you know, disrespecting our women. And then they wonder why our women is hot girl summer or, you know what I'm saying, like, out here selling their body. You know, I don't right. do that. I, I want to see my women increase. I want to see them elevate more. Definitely. Yeah. I definitely hear the the Pac influence in just your mentality and oh, kind of yeah. your, you know, respect for women when it comes to that. Um, you know, definitely... Pac definitely had his songs where he was, you know, <laughs> right, talking about yeah, the right, and shit. Right. He definitely had that. But then he also had the business, got a baby and all that right, other exactly. stuff, right? It's um, balance. There, there's a balance. You need a balance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, you seem to have a balance with the R&B and the rap. So who's who's your biggest influence when it comes to rap? Oh, man. Um, I have a lot. So, excuse me. No, it's all good. It. So, Tupac, mm -hmm. um, Biggie, he's a great storyteller. Most Def. Okay. Common. Yep. I like Chance the Rapper, too. Chance mm -hmm. the Rapper, dope. Um, Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, Drake, Wale, J. Cole. Um... And then someone like on the older tips, like I used to listen to a lot of um, Tribe Called Quest. I love Tribe Called Quest. That's Slick my Rick. favorite. <laughs> um, man, it's crazy, man. It goes back so mm -hmm. far, you know. But hip hop, like I, I believe in, I believe in hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like I believe that if you gonna rap, you gonna rap. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's why I, when I make music. Now I want to be better than what is coming out now. When okay. I look at the new up-and-coming artists, I'm like, which one's going to stand out? Which one's going to be the next lyricist? And that's what I look at when I listen to hip-hop. If it's not that, then it's trash to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm very, I'm a big, I'm a big critiquer when it comes to hip-hop. So, okay. You know, well, speaking, because you said, uh, you know, wanting to stand out outside of, Mm -hmm. uh, the people that are coming out nowadays. Mm -hmm. um, what makes you stand out? 
I guess. Mm. In regards to your R and B and in regards just, to just um, I feel like knowledge. Knowledge mm-hmm. is power. Mm-hmm. Um, have being open. Um, going through struggles. Um, you know, not doing drugs. That's not what, doing drugs. That's I mean, I smoke. You mm-hmm. know, so I smoke weed, but. Like, I don't pop pills. I don't sip lean. Man, I don't do none of that. Man, weed ain't no drug. Come on, let's be <laughs> no, real. It's, it's from not, the earth. It's definitely not. Real. It's definitely not. But Especially not not these days. Like you said, people, you know. Right. Molly, Molly lean. Yeah. You know, Park all, 30s. All types of Like, I don't sandies. do none of that. You know what I'm saying? I don't do none of that. So it makes it makes, it makes makes my music um better for the listening ear. But most of the time, I'm not, you're not going to get, you're not going to get like that type of love when you're making that type of music only from hip hop heads, you know? Mm -hmm. But now as the generations are starting to grow, they want to hear that Perk 30 music. They want to hear that lean sipping music because that makes them feel good. So I feel like, you know, for the people that are listening, for the hip hop heads, for the people that when you talking, for the people that when you're talking and they listening, they learning, this is my music for you. I make this music for you guys. Okay, okay. So if you if you had someone who had never never heard of you before, and you was like, "Yo, you gotta check out this one song because this one song kind of mm-hmm. represents exactly what you said." Mm-hmm. Like it'll put you in that mind space of, "I don't do drugs. I'm giving you my story." Like, mm-hmm. what song would you point them to? Um, I have. I wouldn't point them to one song. I would point them to a whole EP. Okay. Um, I have an EP that is strictly for empowerment of black people. Okay. And um, I never put it out on major p- streaming platforms because I, I'm very conscious and there's a lot of things that's happening to our greats. So I never put it out on major platforms. And it's called Young Black God. If you go down my timeline mm-hmm. on my YouTube, you'll find it. And a lot of people are going to find it. And a lot of people heard it. But when I dropped it, I got a lot of like... Like hate, like hate, what? hate. No, like real talk, like racism, wow. hate. You know, in my inbox. What? And it it was because I was like, if you listen to the, if you listen to the the whole EP, it's just empowerment. It's mm-hmm. just opening your doors. It's it's like anybody that listen to it will feel it instantly from start to beginning. The whole EP, and um, you know, I would I would point. Any, like, you know, person that has, like, a mental, that they open mentally, I will point them straight to that because that's my best hip-hop. That's the type of hip-hop music that I like to make. Mm-hmm. But I know that with the days and what's going on, I can't give them that type of music all the time. It's just, like, every now and then. And that and that video, if you go on my YouTube, that's probably one of my biggest, like, I've gotten the most views on that video. Mm. It's like, I got, the, I got, like, almost half a million views on it. You know what I'm saying? I haven't I haven't hit a video that got a million views yet. But that video is the highest one and it's a whole EP and it's just opening your mind, mm-hmm. empowerment of yourself, you know, understanding who you are, understanding where you come from. And if you don't know, you'll start you'll start to want to know, you know, okay. start the research. I'm gonna need to Yeah. Check definitely. the YouTube for yeah, that one. Young definitely. black guy. That's young black guy got it. Okay. Check. So I mean what I, I I did notice that you said that you feel like you can't make that music all the time. Like, mm-hmm. what what powers, what, you know, forces externally make you feel like you can't make the music you want to make? Mm, I just feel like, because I don't like speaking on that, I just feel like, um, you know, and I was just saying this, you can't give, can't touch everybody on a great mass because you start to become a threat. 
You can't allow yourself to give out secrets to the whole world at one time because the energies and the powers against you will start to come faster. You know what I'm saying? Like, you already deal with devils every single day. You know what I'm saying? When I level up, I don't want to go instantly to a devil that is on a higher power because, like, I don't know what I'm up against. When you're going, when you're walking into that next door, you don't know what you're going up against. So I feel like, you know, when I level up, it's easier for them to know, not to know how much information that I know. So you're trying to be cautious. Yeah, just cautious, just cautious. Like, I like touching people, mm-hmm. you know, as much <laughs> as I possibly can, you right. know, and singly. Because I know that each person that I touch, that seed is going to hold and that energy and that power will start to pass on to the next person. Just the same way that our energy is passing around each other right now. Mm-hmm. So as long as I do that, I feel like I'm I'm doing what I was supposed to do, my purpose. So do you feel like you might be, so with your you being so cautious, are you trying to find the balance in, in providing, you know, yeah, that conscious... Uh, I guess, or like the, the not um, that education. Like I would say, it's education. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. education. Um, and, ver- and and as well as like the love, the sex, the mm-hmm. the rap. You know, because I, I mean, we also had um, we came across a mixtape that was what was it? What was the name of it again? Um, the one uh, gang. Whole lot of gang shit. Yes, whole lot. Of oh, gang whole shit. lot of gang shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the the balance of yeah. of. Those two, I would you would say that that's what you're you're kind of going for. Yeah. Okay. So when when I do that, when I do that, it's just so that I can touch on a different crowd. Right. Right. You know, and then you reel them in because that's 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 the plan. That's the mm-hmm. goal. You know, you want to touch people that you never touched before, and then there are conscious people that are gang members. You know, what I'm saying no, I've sure. met a lot of gang members that are conscious. You know, what mm-hmm. I'm saying and people. I mean, I mean, just from all the way back in the 90s, you know what I'm saying? There's been conscious... De La Soul. Rap. Exactly, exactly. And they still... And they, they mixed were, in with the De hood. La Soul and A Tribe Called Quest mm-hmm. would whoop your ass on tour mm-hmm. if you talked any type of shit. And they had to be ready because mm-hmm. of what they were doing. They were pushing... They were going against the grain mm-hmm. by wearing all of the, the flowers and, mm-hmm. and the medallions mm-hmm. and doing different things. Like people thought they were suckers, mm-hmm. and they had to make sure, and they had to be ready, and they goofies. were ready, mm-hmm. and they weren't goofies. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> they weren't goofies. So yeah, I definitely understand that. Um, and then also, uh, I hope I didn't just lose it. I had another question after I was went into my whole De La Soul tribe <laughs> rant. I mean, you go you ahead. Know, whenever tangents <laughs> come, sometimes you just gotta roll with them, right. right? <laughs> um, I'll think I, of it. So. You've got this singing, you've got this rapping. Mm-hmm. You're focusing more on the singing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. For sure. Yeah. It's my lane. That's your lane right now. Mm-hmm. Who who would you want to work with in the city right now? You know, on the R and B side. Cause I know you said you there's a lot of R and B. BJ guys the Chicago kid. BJ? Mm. Yeah, I love BJ, man. He's um he's soulful. He's a soulful oh, artist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he and people don't even know he old school. Like, no, for sure. He old school. Like, he sang like backup for Jill Scott. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Kanye West. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of stuff back He's in the day. He's been around. So, you know, that's one of the one of the R and B artists from Chicago I want to work with. And even R. Kelly, like if he get out of his issues and he he break through all that stuff, I would love to work with that man because like, I mean, there's there's no denying his his talent. You know, he has Amazing talent, 
And um, I want a, I want a Grammy, man. I want a Grammy. So oh, they're I not giving like, R. Kelly no Grammy. So if, oh, no, if, oh, if, yeah. if you work with R. Kelly, you are not getting a Grammy. I, no, I, I would I, just cancel that. I, feel, also, I feel as though. I I'd feel be as cautious though. doing that one yeah, as well. Yeah, as yeah. much as you're cautious on, on giving the, uh, you know, providing that knowledge, I'd be cautious on working with him. I agree. Yeah. He's, I agree. You know, that's, that's, I mean, you don't want to give more money to somebody that has done those things. Right, right. I understand, like, the desire being from Chicago mm-hmm. and being... Um, and, 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 and there is undeniable talent there. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> we have to understand yeah, what, what, yeah. what we're I trading agree. our in, energy for. You know exactly. what I mean? Right. Like, I understand you want a Grammy, but how, what, what is it going to take to get there? Right. And I agree. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I feel like, you know, however I can, you know what I'm saying, get it without, you know, the other entities. Compromising your yeah. integrity as well. Exactly. So I feel like, you know, if it comes, it comes. Yeah. But, you know, like, it's just it's just because of my mindset, where I grew, how I grew up. You know, For sure. I didn't, we didn't know about these things, and there's a lot. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of artists that have done things that we can oh, even imagine. I, you sure. know what I'm saying? But <laughs> it's just not agree. a major mass. So you know, it's we 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 just gotta be Break. able to, you know, so we just gotta be able to accept everyone for who they are, and um, you know what they've gone through, so that we can all you know grow past what we what we used to be and what we are. That's how I feel, you know. And, growth is yeah, the growth. Uh, key word there. Mm-hmm. As long as people are willing to grow mm-hmm. and learn and progress, mm-hmm. that is key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, moving yeah. on from Mark Kelly. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> <All right. laughs> you touched on that a few times before. Um, how much time did you spend in Mississippi? I, I, I know you yeah. said that. So yeah, I mean, how much yeah. Time you um, there? I think it was like, Fourth to sixth grade. Okay. okay. Yeah, I was. I started. I went to school there in the fourth grade. Went out there to the sixth grade, and then I came out back out to Chicago, and then I moved to Indiana with my pops. So I, I I've been in a lot of places. I even used to live in Alaska. I've been in oh a lot wow! Of places. You used to live nice. in Alaska? Yeah. My what? father used to be in the army. So okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. We were stationed there. Yeah, I went to a lot of places. I don't even remember. I was young. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was young. I was like. Two when we came okay. when we went out to okay. Alaska and we was only out there for like a year or something like that. So. Okay, you could say you like yo, I freaking live in Alaska. Yeah, like, <laughs> you have a song called "In Rome," I think, or something. Mm-hmm. That's when I went you, to Rome. Yeah, you went to Rome. What did you go out there for? Um, just a visit. Just a visit. I went just out. There, to I went out. Yeah, I went out there for a day. Literally. Oh wow! Yeah, and came back the the following day. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a trip. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, and man. I went traveling. I travel yeah. like I I got there like at six o'clock in the morning. I literally walked all day, like mm-hmm. till like twelve that night. I was out there in Rome, just like I was a regular person, and everybody looked at me like a regular person. Dope. You know what I'm saying? I even got I got videos. I was rapping with the locals out there. Mm-hmm. So that must yeah, be crazy. Beautiful. I mean, what kind of energy were you getting from the people? Out there, it was it was accepting. Um, but I, I'm gonna say this because they like they're different out there. Like mm-hmm. their people is like when you go to like the monuments and stuff like that. Those are just like strictly their people. You know what I'm saying? Or the tourists. Mm-hmm. And then like there's a side like they got like out here like the hood. Right. It's like the hood where all the black people was at. Okay. And when I when Rome I went out there, exactly, <laughs> they, really definitely so. <laughs> they definitely do. And when I went out there, when I saw all the monuments, it was like no one even saw me. I was invisible to a lot of people. And then when I went to the hood, I got to the hood, it was like where people were selling drugs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, like this is like the hood. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, shit. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It was do you like remember the what hood. it was called? 
the hood? No, no. I'm it just was, curious. It was a like stop. I want to look this up. It was up. one. It was just one of the stops that I I had got off at. Gotcha. Where where um you know it was kind it was kind of close to the um the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. But probably like three stops after the Coliseum. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So um when I got there I saw a lot of black people. So I was like, yeah, let, feel, me let-, <laughs> let me let me go check this out. Right. There's a lot of black people. Right. And from what I saw, people were selling drugs mm-hmm. on the corner. But it was like it was a line of people. Everybody was selling drugs. Like, whatever what you, you need, need, you got. What you right. need. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, and it's, it, you know, it's legal out there. Like, certain drugs are legal out there. And people, most things people were selling was like cocaine or weed. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy when I, when I got, when I, when I got there. And when I made that song, it was because of the female that I met when I was there. She was selling drugs. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I was like, that's crazy. I think I just met like, you know, a drug. You right, know, right, drug right, drug. right. That's crazy. But she was pretty to me, so I made the song about her. <laughs> Hell yeah, why not? Yeah. Right. So, I mean, how did seeing that... Because I know I've I've been overseas before, and I've seen things that have kind of changed my perspective on mm-hmm. things here, or, like, my own thinking of situations. So, I mean, how did, how did seeing something like that change your perspective on how things work here? Mm, I feel like people are more free there. That's it. And it's crazy because they say that they're not that free. But when I looked at everybody's situations, you know, I just felt like people were just happier there. That's it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like here we we worry about, you know, what people think of us. You know, we we, we keep ourselves from elevating because of being scared of how people think and what our, our families are going to think. And I'm um, there, you know, I just felt like everybody was just on the up. Like, everybody loved each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, from the hood, anyway, when I was looking at the hood. Right. It was like everybody was eating. You can't do that here. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. when I said, when I literally say it was a street and it was 10 people on the same street selling drugs, the same exact thing, you can't do that here. Definitely not. You no, know, you can't do that here. Definitely not. So... I, I wonder like, if, you know, not crazy. to get too far off, but I wonder if that has to do with the economic structure. Mm. You know? I don't know. Mm. Just, the, just the thought. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. And then it's also, like, you know, perception, with you saying that perception doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, perception is is a lot um, of what our culture is mm. right now. Yeah. I mean... I would say the U.S. anyway. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's why I was just like our culture. I mean, hip hop culture perception is everything. Mm, oh yeah, exactly. You know, perception yeah. you gotta, is everything. You gotta wear a certain type of clothes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. gotta be around a certain white, type of people. people. Yep. You know right. what I mean? And you gotta exactly. you gotta play the, play part, the part before or before be the part. Right. Be, yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Um, for sure. What would you say that you want your perception to be? I guess you could say in hip hop or R and B. Just in general, I guess, as an artist. I just want. I I just want to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel like I have to wear a certain amount of clothes, certain type of clothes, you know what I'm saying? Like, even with my hair, you know what I'm saying? The the re- And I'm going to be honest with you, the reason why I chose to do my hair this way is mm-hmm. because I knew people would remember me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's something that if people say, oh, I know, I've seen him somewhere before mm-hmm. because of my hair, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, the barrettes. So, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like once I get on, I can, you know, start to make my my transitions into being like 
that um that GQ type of guy because <laughs> that's all I want to do. Like to be honest yeah. with you, I would rather wear suits all day. Like oh. that's the type of that's the type of Classic stuff I wear. Okay. It's, right. it's expensive, <laughs> you know. That's expensive. Yeah. Like I want to wear the nice loafers and mm-hmm. you know okay. the the nice tailored suits and it fits me well. That's the type of stuff I like to wear, mm-hmm. you know. And then just a nice little Rolly. Now I don't even want diamonds on my Rolex. So I just want a regular Rolex. It depreciates you know the value. Yeah, exactly. That anyway. So. <laughs> just an FYI Financial advice from Travis. Yeah. <laughs> Don't just bust down the Rolex I mean it may like The value of it might be mm-hmm. I don't know Well no it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's, just, it's not a classic it's piece not a, it's, exactly. it's a custom piece Nobody wants custom shit yeah. no. You can't resell it mm-hmm. You can't resell that Rolex so at Nobody all. wants it I mean maybe you can to The next the, man yeah. yeah I don't know But um well, that's cool. I mean, I understand the the the, the branding aspect. Yeah, branding it. exactly. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. But um, so just to answer your question in more mm-hmm. depth, I feel like um, I want people to just see me as a positive person. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want people to think that I'm just out here trying to mm-hmm. find trouble or diss the next rapper or mm-hmm. put down the next man or woman. I don't want that to be in my light at all. You know, all I want people to know is that. I'm a great person. I'm a great soul. I'm very, you know, I'm mentally there. I got a great head on my shoulders. And that I'm, I I love to love. Mm-hmm. I love everyone. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's love first. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you if you got a problem with me, then it's going to be love first off bat. Like, love, bro. Let's just talk. Let's sit it down. You know what I'm saying? We can talk, to, we can talk about this. It's love first. And then if you don't want to do that and it goes further than that, then it's hate. Like, okay, well... Just step, just stay away from me. Like I can love you from a distance. I don't have to, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I don't have to do this. I'm deciding to because I'm putting my ego aside and because I love you just from strictly off of your color. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, and, and I don't really have any other problems with any other races. You know what I'm saying? I have more problems with my own race, and that's crazy to me. Like I don't feel like I should have to deal with the problems that I'm dealing with with my own color. I feel Man. like the more pro- I would have more problems with. Somebody you know else. what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the others. So the others. like you know that's that's where I'm looking at. I'm I'm looking towards making my race better. You know what I'm saying? That's what's important to me because I know like everybody else gonna follow behind. As long as you got money, as long as you got mm-hmm. talent, as long as you got the look, people gonna follow behind you. But I'm looking at my race. What can I do to make my race better? What can I do to to touch the next, the te- touch the next mind that's going to be successful, that's going to change someone's life. That's what I look at. Okay. Moving uh, a little bit more into the creative process, mm-hmm. I wanted to know: um, you write all of your yeah, your songs, yeah. So you are the pen. Mm-hmm. What is your creative process like? How do you start a song? How does it? How does that ever? How does that come about? Oh, man. I, I produce a lot of my own songs. But shout out to ben, J. Benjamin Bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my boy. Um, he he looked out for me. And he's a producer. He's probably one of the dopest producers that I work with in Chicago. And he's underground. Mm-hmm. And um, besides him and a couple of other people that I can barely even name because I don't use that many other producers, mm-hmm. um, I, I start with a beat. And it's really making the beat from scratch. I make a beat from scratch, and then off halfway through the beat, I already know what I want to say. You gotcha, know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Even a chorus. Like, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll think about a chorus or just a part of the verse that I already know what I want to say, and then that verse leads into the chorus, or that chorus leads into the verse, and then I write from there. 
uh, most of the time now, well, from hip hop, that's that's for rapping. But mm-hmm. R and B, I just freestyle my R and B now. Like like you know how rappers like freestyle they rap like the Migos. Mm-hmm. Well, I've ta- I've taken that that procedure and that that process, and I've embedded it into my R and B. That's mm-hmm. why I feel like now R and B, I love R and B more because it's like on the spot. It's not like I've just been waiting to write this. You know what I'm saying? Or I've been waiting to say this. It's like, oh, oh, yeah, I know. And now I can touch on that because it, memories start to come up on me. You know what I'm saying? Like memories from certain situations or just something that I just said or talked about pops up and now I can speak on it because now that's real. That's real. You know what I'm saying? That's real R&B to me. Okay. I feel like a lot of artists have gone into the um, the freestyle Portion or not portion, but like into that that style. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jadena was just talking about it on a uh, on an interview. You've talked about it. Mm-hmm. I think we had um, Rec last week or not last week, but the last time we had him on here. Um, a lot of artists are talking about how freestyling is so much more freeing. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if that ever. Do you ever try and polish up what you're freestyling by writing something else down? Or mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, um, sometimes I get stuck. Like I have music right now that when I freestyle the R and B, I got one verse and maybe a hook, and I haven't touched it since then because I got stuck. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Sometimes when you freestyle, you just get stuck. Like you don't know what else to say, and I'll be like, oh, well, that's it. I can't really put nothing else to it. So it's time to do the next one. Mm-hmm. It's time to do the next song. And then I'll come back to it. It's songs from my album, my recent album that I created two, three years ago. And I'm just now finishing up on it, you know. And, um, yeah, I definitely feel like it's good to just sometimes, like, freestyle and then rap. Or, or mm-hmm. you know, like, write what you want to do next. Because, like, it, depending on what you're doing, like, if you... I have my I have my own personal studio, so like mm-hmm. I work. If I if I'm on a song, I could take however long I want to take. But if I'm right. in the studio, then yeah, I'm like okay, I'll freestyle. Well, let me write this real quick okay. before my time is out. You know. So your environment kind of d- dictates how you work. Oh yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. So if you're paying for studio time, it's like all right, I I have a plan. I mm-hmm. got this. I'm gonna yeah, go and get it exactly. out. Exactly. Okay. Cool. That's good. That's good. Um, I I have a question. Yeah, I would love to hear the chance story. Yes, oh, I know. Yeah. I, I know you got a song about it. You He's got a song Taylor. on Love Darian again <laughs> yeah. called Talked High Chance. Taylor too. So yes, yeah, you shooting your shot. To <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, what happened was um, that High Chance song was mm-hmm. about me meeting him. Mm-hmm. I met him at uh, it was an event for Amora. She she was running for the oh. Chicago mayor. Yes, and um, Chance was there and. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry, Amor, if you're watching this, if y'all ever watch this. But I definitely really just came for Chance. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. I came I just for no Chance. Lie. I don't I don't like, I don't... I voted for you, so... You know what I'm saying? Like, I <laughs> I don't... I don't even really believe in voting, but, you know, I feel Ooh, like if you want... to get into that. Yeah, yeah. Cedric, go after yeah, him. If you, go if, ahead. But if, if you're doing it for the right reasons to make sure that no one else is trying to get into office, then, yeah, or if you want to have a, a, a voice on it. But um, when I when I made the song, it was pretty much about how I met him. This was the first time I met him, mm-hmm. and um, his brother was there. I met his brother first. Mm-hmm. He walked in the door. Nobody even realized 
who Taylor was. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. But I knew because I'm like I'm in social media all the time, yeah. and I know like oh that's Taylor Bennett. Like yeah. he just walked in, and ain't nobody even say nothing to him. Okay, I'm finna say something to him because ain't nobody crowding up around him. Right. So I instantly go to him. I'm like, what's good, Taylor? But God bless you. And he shook my hand. He's like, thank you, brother. And he, you know, he continued to walk to his section. Right. And um, then I met Amora, where she was running for mayor, and she was really just the, the big thing that was there, you know, mm-hmm. besides Chance. And I met her, and I talked to her, and I was just telling her, like, you know, like, just continue to do what you're doing, Queen. Like, if you don't, even if you don't, you know, make make mayor this time, you know, you continue to push through your endeavors. And I was talking to her for a little second. And then Chance came in, and everybody screamed, you know what I'm saying? Of course. Everybody screamed, you know, everybody was ready for Chance the Rapper. And everybody started b- piling up around him. I'm like, dang, I can't even get to him. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I just took my time. I, I walked through the crowd. I walked around the, the building a couple of times. And then while things started to settle down, I kind of got close to him. I got I got close enough to him for him to hear me. You know what I'm saying? Right. And the first time I said, I was like, yo, Chance. And he looked right over to me. And I stuck my hand out and he shook my hand. And I was like, dang, you know what I'm saying? And that's that's what I was talking about on the song. Like, you just missed your chance because I really came there to give him my flash drive and my right. music on. Right. Thank God what it's a flash said. drive. Right. Because nobody listening to CDs. Thank you. Definitely. But anyway, Please. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nobody listening to CDs. Nobody, nobody wants your CD. No. Flash drive. Give him a flash drive. They would have threw that out the window. Yeah, right. don't. Exactly. But, but then somebody in the crowd was like, like, dang, you just missed your chance, bro. And I was like, no, no, I'm not going to miss this chance. So I yelled his name again and I had my flash drive and he grabbed it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that was that what that song was about. I told him, like, to, like, listen to it on the song. And then right, right. the second time I met him, you can look on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. I took a video with him because, like, he remembered me because I'm, I'm all, like, I had hairballs. Yeah. So he remembered me. He said, like, I remember ding. you from last time. You know what I'm saying? You gave me my, you gave me that flash drive. Right. And, I, like, he let me through, through, through his section. Yeah. So I was talking to him. I took a video with him. And he was telling everybody to just check me out. You know what I'm saying? He was mm-hmm. rocking with me. And I told him, I was like, I want you to listen to the song. It's called High Chance. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I'm going to check it out for you. I don't know if he ever checked it out. But right. to be honest with you, I feel like he did because I felt an energy. You know what I'm saying? Like, that I, it was very overcoming on me. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't, my heart was beating fast and everything. And I never mm-hmm. had felt something like that before. So I felt like he heard me, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, since then, you know, I met, I met Taylor again. I met him when I was on Hollywood. And he follows me on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? So I'm kind of close. I'm close enough to be able to say, like, you know, that is going to eventually happen. That that energy is going to come together mm-hmm. one day. Yeah. Got to speak into existence. Yeah. Oh, I feel it's you. definitely going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about love. Uh, Darian again? Darian. Darian, excuse uh-huh. me. I keep saying Darian. Uh, Darian again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's a couple songs, I think, uh, Highest of the High. Yeah. And... Shit damn motherfucker. Yeah. And I think even Till I Know has a slight sample under that, like, underline uh-huh. there. Um, those are all, like, I mean, Shit Damn Motherfucker's classic yeah. from D'Angelo. Okay, yep. And then also um, High to the, the High, high Maxwell. Maxwell. Yep. So yep. I wanted to, to to ask you, it sounds like you have some, like, old school, like, mm-hmm. almost neo-soulish yep. influences. For sure. Yep. How did... What made you want to go ahead and go in that direction for those two songs and um, try and put your own little twist on it? Man, I love neo soul music. Mm-hmm. Um, my father and my mother and my stepmother, you know, they all put that. They embedded that in me, you know, because that's what they listen to. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I don't even know. Like when I heard, when I heard, like when I started making the beat, I knew exactly. Like I said, I, I knew exactly what I wanted to say. You know, what I'm saying like it came to me. And um, 
you know, highest of the high. Like that song, to be honest with you, I felt like wasn't even finished. But mm-hmm. um, when someone else heard it, they was like, man, this feels like meditation music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And off back, I was like, that's probably why I, I couldn't finish it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I've dropped it like I dropped it just like that. Like clean vocals, everything. I didn't put nothing else on. I just repeated it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, of course, Maxwell, you know, anybody that knows Maxwell, anybody that knows Neo Soul Music was gonna appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And um that's why I made him I made a music video for that song and I told and I had like captions in it where it was like, This is music, this is meditation music, this is for you to free your mind with, mm-hmm. you know, because like people don't understand that you need that. You need to be able to free your mind. You need to be able to settle down when you're coming in from a long day of work or when you're dealing with the streets all day. It's something that you have to have because it's your peace of mind. I think your voice sounds its best on Shit Damn Motherfucker. Yeah. Um, Just because I said Shit Damn Motherfucker. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> Shit Damn Motherfucker was great. <laughs> shit Damn Motherfucker. Yeah. But, um, I, yeah, I was going to say, I think, I, I don't, did you do something different with your vocal chain on that one versus other songs? I said hi. Um, you know, um... Uh, I'm gonna say this because my R&B is very unique. I don't have my I don't have like a a specific sound that I'm gonna sound like every time. Mm-hmm. It's really just on the way the beat works. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The beat. I'm not. I'm not gonna say the beat makes my my vocals, but it definitely influences what I'm going to sing and how I'm going to sing it. When it's beats like that, I know, like, something great's going to come out of it because, like, those are hard beats to kind of make or come across. Right. Especially when you have a sample that you know, like, I can probably get sued for. Right. But when, you know, but <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't I didn't use any samples that I could get sued for on any right. of those songs. Like, those samples were just open. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was, it was from, you know... It's like we have we have sites that we can use that right, right, has right. like free mm-hmm. samples, you know what I'm saying? Right. So we use those I use those samples, I find them, you know what I'm saying? And then some songs, well, um, I think Till I Know. Till I Know was a sample from um um uh, what's that song? Poetic Justice. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It was a sample from Poetic Justice. Um it was when she was, you know, going through her change and she was deciding if she wanted to go on a trip. And it was like that little transition from the movie mm-hmm. when she was like finna meet Tupac. And um, that touched me. That sound touched me. I remember I was laying in the bed when I heard it, and I was like, <gasps> and I don't even know if that's a real song or not. I don't know. I think it is a song, but I it think was it played. Is. It was just played. It was played acoustic. I can't remember acoustic. what the, yeah. It was okay. played acoustic. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I was like, I know this is like, it's a free sample. So I used it. And then, um, you know, before you drop your music, it'll let you know, like, if you have a sample in your music that you can't use. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So um, they let me drop it, and I was like, that, you know what I'm saying? Dope. It clean. It cleaned out. But it was because it was an acoustic version of it. The only mm-hmm. reason why. And um that song, I, that that song was kind of close to me. I like that song. Um, a wise man told me that if you do use a sample and you decide to like reuse mm-hmm. or redo something, just list them as a writer mm-hmm. and you should be fine. All right. So just yeah. in the future, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Uh where where do you feel most comfortable singing? I mean, I know you said the beats speak to you. Mm-hmm. You know, when you kind of change your style based on mm-hmm. the beat. But I mean, like, but like, where, where do you feel at home? Comfortable. Like, is it in the churchy songs? You know, is it in the more soulful songs? I do feel I feel comfortable with the sex and the and the soulful songs. That's more comfortable because like I can hit 
falsetto. I can go low. Mm-hmm. You know, I can keep my voice at this range and just have like a like I'm I'm sing talking. That's what I call it, like talking singing. That's what okay. R. Kelly did. You know, R. Kelly used to like sing and talk. Mm-hmm. He didn't release to just well he sang, but a lot of his songs was like he was just in talking. the closet. Yeah, exactly. Type shit. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what that's why I like uh, I'm I'm real comfortable with soulful singing and then like sex music because it's like high notes make women go crazy nowadays. Um, <laughs> Man, it ain't just nowadays. This has been that way yeah, since yeah. been that way. A falsetto way. makes a mm-hmm. chick scream, I guess. Prince? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and, and on, Prince man. was definitely one of Prince, my like Prince biggest like influences. That boy sang. That boy good. Yeah. Up here. High. Yeah. High, very high. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and it worked. Crazy. It worked for him very well. Yeah. Um, I think I had one more thing I wanted to talk about. Um, you said you don't believe in voting. I have to. I, I can't. Mm. I can't uh, yeah. just mull over that. Uh, just because, one, I believe you are slightly younger than us, and mm-hmm. I just want to get your understanding of why you believe it or why you don't believe in it, mm-hmm. if you don't mind me asking. Okay. Um, I voted one time mm-hmm. when I was 18. I think that was for Obama, maybe. I think okay. That, yeah, I think that was for Obama. So I voted for Obama. And that was the only time that I really felt like, you know, it was important. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because he he was my color. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, now, um, and it's been, I think since I was 18, it's been two more terms. I think it was eight years. Wait, just one term. So I voted one time for Obama, and then mm-hmm. it was Donald Trump. So, you know, um, from from where I from where I've grown, um, I started to just realize what politics was. The reason why I don't want to vote is because, or the reason why I haven't voted since Donald Trump mm-hmm. is just because, like when I watched when I when I watch people's like campaigns, I don't feel like it's genuine. I don't feel like they're looking for change. I don't feel like they want to help me and my race. Um, and, and I, I kind of want to say I was naive with Obama, you know what I'm saying? Because when I, when I watched his campaigns, I was just happy because he was black, you know what I'm saying? And I, I felt like that wasn't really a good reason to vote for him, you know what I'm saying? But when I watched his campaigns and I look back at it, it was like, he, he did, he did a lot. He did as much as he could. And even from that, I saw that he didn't have the power that he wanted to be able to change the world and di- and do what he wanted to do, what he said he was going to do. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot of things that he didn't do that he couldn't do because he didn't have enough time. Mm-hmm. And I just don't feel like people are genuine. The, the, the politics aren't genuine anymore. And I understand, like, I do understand, trust me, I understand, like, you have to vote. You have to vote. And I'm going to tell anybody else out there, like, if you're not, if you're watching this to go vote, but for my personal preference... You know, understand why you're voting. Understand who you're voting for. Understand why you're voting for that person. Because if you don't, then you're just voting for an energy. That's how I feel. Like, the okay. energy sticks out. It, energy sticks out to me. You know, mm-hmm. and if you vote for the wrong, I feel like you get stuck in that energy. You know what I'm saying? You'll deal with certain things in your life that you're not necessarily supposed to deal with because you chose a side. Well, and... I'm going to have to slightly disagree with you, mm-hmm. or not slightly, I'm going to have to disagree mm-hmm. with you there. Um, I think that by not voting, mm-hmm. you are settling for who, whatever everyone else mm-hmm. wants to do. Mm-hmm. And so when you do vote, 
And like I understand, or actually, let me just go back. I understand not voting when you don't have enough information mm-hmm. or you don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it is everyone's civic duty, and if you are of age, to do something yeah. is to is to vote. Um, and the reason why voting is so important is because if we're not voting for anything, like if we're not voting for the judges that are put locking us away, mm-hmm. if we're not voting for or not locking it. We're not voting for those specific things. But we need to make sure that we're voting for those judges. We need Mm -hmm. to make sure that we're voting for those mayors, voting for those... Ottomans. You know, aldermans, Mm -hmm. all those people. Like, we need to make sure we're voting for the people that are going to promote change directly to us. Now, if we're talking about, like... um, Presidency. Presidency and stuff, those things are important. Mm -hmm. But we need to... But I I feel like... I just... I want more candidates. I want better candidates because these are all the same people. These are all the same people that has been in office or have been some type of vice, you know, and there's no change. And that's the reason why Obama was, like, such a big change because he had never been there. He was in Chicago, you know what I'm saying? He so, was... He, go ahead, go ahead. You can speak, you can speak. Go I, ahead. I, I really wish that a lot of elected officials or people who are in politics mm-hmm. would listen to this mm-hmm. because you're not alone in feeling the way that you right. feel. Mm-hmm. You are not alone. You know, a lot of people felt uh, taken... When it came to Obama, mm-hmm. you know, because he had this pretty veneer mm-hmm. and then he didn't do half the things that he mm-hmm. said or what mm-hmm. he was proposing to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so they got turned off. Oh, and I feel like every every president does that. For sure. Literally every president. For I mean, they sure. can't do everything that they need to do. Mm-hmm. But yes. But but for a young black man to see a black man become president, mm-hmm. that's an inspiring moment. Mm-hmm. And that could have caused a huge wave of change mm-hmm. where I'm voting every time now right. or I'm excited to go vote. Mm-hmm. But instead, you're like, ah, oh, well, that didn't work out, so I'm, <laughs> right. fuck it, you know? Right, right. And that's like the exact opposite of what I feel like mm-hmm. that moment was supposed to be. Right. Um, and I wish a lot of people would just realize that. And I think, trust you're you're absolutely right in that those local elections, a lot of the times, actually mean more than mm-hmm. the big ones, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. So even, because even if you— Because those people can be eventually be— It'll mm-hmm. directly affect your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, if you're— if, if, if you're out there and you feel the same way, you know, where your vote doesn't matter, where it doesn't matter, start local. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Start local. local. Like you said, alderman. Mm-hmm. I just was able to vote for my alderman, and it's a complete change. Like, we were mm-hmm. able to take down um, an alderman yeah, of course. whose father was an alderman mm-hmm. who handed down the seat to his mm-hmm. daughter type thing, and right. we able to get her out and get some somebody fresh in right. who was not a politician, mm-hmm. you know? Just like you say, you mm-hmm. want fresh people, mm-hmm. right? But it starts with... It starts with a vote, you right. know? And right. I, I know you talked about people in Rome felt like they were mm-hmm. freer, yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada. They vote two, three times at the rates that we do. Mm-hmm. So they're more civically engaged. Right. And mm-hmm. that's why they feel freer, because they actually, and I agree. their voices are heard. You know? I completely agree. And, and that's why I said, like... Um, it, I'm not it, trying to change your mind or anything. I'm just no, trying to provide no. more information. And, and I do, and I yeah. do understand, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's just like this. When I feel as though, like, this is the person that I should vote for, and I do it, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And and even with the Ottoman, like you said, it takes for someone in our community to vote for somebody in our community to understand what we're going through right. to make that change. Yep. But if, I can't vote for Donald Trump or Hillary if they ain't, they've never even been here. You know what I'm saying? Like True. That's how yeah. I feel. And that's the reason why I was so adamant about voting for Obama because he was from Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was here. And he and he and he put a lot of time in of knowing where we came from, and that's why a lot of his like when he became president, a lot of change came to Chicago. 
You know what I'm saying? In general. And that's why they started putting, like, a lot of, like, press on Chicago. Like, all the killings and this is where he's from. And, like, that... that, that We've we've been knew that there was killings. We've been knew that there right. was a, the like a, a lot of deaths. We had the highest death rate. So that that's never been a big problem until now. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I felt like you know. And now Chicago is one of the best places to live. Like it's 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 a proven fact that Chicago is one of the best places to live. So I don't understand it. I don't understand media. You know what I'm saying? It all comes together as one. But like I said, like, it's exhausting. I do, yeah, it's, it's very lot. exhausting. For it's sure. a rabbit hole. It is. And you can go and get lost far, but <laughs> but I do have to say if if you don't vote, they will never come to you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I agree. If you know what I'm saying, if mm-hmm. they don't, if they know that you you're not to... gonna vote either with them or against them, mm-hmm. they're gonna be like, well, I'm not gonna go to you because right. you're not I'm gonna doing bring it back to me. something. Uh, bring it back to hip hop that mm-hmm. uh, and something that Killer Mike said mm-hmm. is that if you if we want them to pay attention to our community, we have to make them. Mm-hmm. Yes. And by making them is voting. Mm-hmm. And because the, the black vote is everything, mm-hmm. point blank period. Yeah, black women so. are the most uh, are the number one loyal constituent mm-hmm. for the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Yes, black women vote some in the eighty five ninety percent for yeah. for Democrats, mm-hmm. and they come out at the highest rates among uh, among black people. I mean, it's it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Black women are killing the game right now. Right. Hot girl summer. Hey, hot girl summer for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I don't know. Should, we should end it on a different note. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know, because when you said you don't vote, I was just like, oh no, not another. But <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, definitely. I, I, I want just want to make sure. You, yeah. You know. I understand it. I definitely understand. You mm-hmm. know, and that's why I said go vote. You know, yeah. you're yeah. supposed to vote. Mm-hmm. And when. And then and this next and this next one, I'm definitely voting because I'm go. like, got I gotta make sure that got we don't go. get Donald so, back in there. Yeah, got you know it. what I'm saying? Not against it. what he's doing, you know what I'm saying? Not I'm just not a fan of his his morals and there's, values. There's nothing, you know yeah, saying? there's nothing good about that man. But what is good about this man is that he's got a project out. Love again, Darion. <laughs> <laughs> Dun Dun. Um and you know, I mean, we need y'all to go ahead and check that out, man. We're gonna play a song from his album. Where can the people reach you? you know oh, what I mean? you guys the- can find me everywhere at D A R R I O N D A D O N. If you Google me, you are gonna find me. Man. It's Darion, not Darien. Yeah, right? Don't, Darian. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't Please. do what Tressie did. <laughs> don't fuck it up, right? Don't do that. <laughs> um, and if you guys need to find us, you can find us everywhere at Through the Crate. Through the Crate. Um, yes. We will be dropping this episode. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> once again, shout out to VSOP Studios. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Sound better, bitches. Sound better. And you know what? We're going to go out on this headed to the party. And we out this motherfucks. Deuces. <laughs>